Welcome to From the Beginning, a podcast for kids to see how God has loved them from the very beginning and given us his word so we can know how we should live for God, love others, follow Christ, and make a lasting difference in the world. I'm your host, Seth York, and let's start where all good stories start, From the Beginning. Start. Yeah. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I have a very special guest with me today, and it is my daughter, Harper. Say hey. Hey. How old are you, Harper? Five. What is your favorite thing about being five years old? Mm, I can ride a bike with a kickstand. What about the kickstand makes it so special? Does this one still have a kickstand too? Oh, very nice. So you feel like this is a symbol of having kind of a grown-up bike. And I got it from my grand. Very nice. Tell me, what does it look like? It has peace signs on it and it's purple. Very cool. Does it go fast? Yes, I have can go really, really fast on it. Faster than the lightning when green one. <laughs> Very cool. And, of course, I have my daughter, Stella, with me again today. Say, hey, Stella. Hey. How are you doing? Good. Have you had a good day? Yes. <laughs> What's the best part of your day? Um, it's hard to choose. <laughs> I was curious if you were going to answer with another one word or not. No? <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Can I ask you guys a personal question? Sure. Is that okay, sure. Harper? Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been jealous? Yes. yes. Yeah? Harper, can you tell me about a time you were jealous? Right. Today, I'm jealous that just Herschel and Mommy got to go see Henry. Yeah? Who's Henry to you? My cousin. Yeah? Where are they? Athland. In Athland. So, Harper, you were jealous today when your brother got to go and do something you weren't able to. Did it make you mad at him? No. No. No, that's good. I'm glad you weren't mad. Stella, have you ever been jealous? Yes. Tell me about a time you were jealous. I was sort of jealous when Herschel got to go to the basketball game. Yeah. And that night. Yeah, so what's funny is you guys are both jealous of Herschel about something. You're not you're not never jealous of Harper? Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. mostly do stuff together since That's we're true. both girls. One time Herschel got to go with me to a Kentucky basketball game, right? Yes. And you didn't get to go. No. And it made you sad? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will take you to a basketball game. But here's the deal. Herschel and I went to that game and we played, Kentucky played the Tennessee Volunteers, one of the worst teams that there is, uh-huh. and we lost. Kentucky lost. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. Maybe when you and I go, you'll be better luck than Herschel was for me. <laughs> yeah. I remember it was Herschel's first game at Rupp Arena, and here we were in our blue, and we're hammering ice cream and cotton candy and a big tall Coke, and Kentucky lost. <laughs> yeah. Harper, if we went to a Kentucky basketball game, would you cheer really loudly? No. Why not? Because they would stop the game. They would stop the game because your cheering was so loud? They'd be like, everybody stop right now. We've got somebody cheering too loudly. Who is it? Stand up, young lady. (laughs) In today's story, we're going to hear about somebody who got very jealous. 
And there was an opportunity where they didn't have to be jealous. They could have had the same thing that the other person got. But instead, they got really mad, and they did something really bad. Are you ready to hear it? Yes. All right, let's listen in. Do you remember the Garden of Eden? I'm sure Adam and Eve did. At this point in our timeline, they wouldn't be there anymore. It would have just been a memory. I wonder if they thought about it every day. I wonder if Adam and Eve talked about it often or if they decided to never bring it up ever again. What do you think you would have done if you were kicked out of the Garden of Eden? Would you have brought up how delicious the fruit used to be or how nice it was not to have to dig in the dirt all the time and plant all the plants? And how nice it would have been to not have all the animals afraid of you like they are now? Well, the curse they received because of the decisions they made in the garden were very real. They lived with the implications of the curse every single day. But I can also imagine they remembered the promise God gave them after the curse. And they probably thought about that every single day. Do you remember what it was? God gave a promise to Adam and Eve that the offspring, that a child of Eve, would crush the head of the serpent. They probably hated that serpent so much. That serpent, remember, was the one that tempted Adam and Eve. So each day, Adam and Eve would have probably been thinking about two things. They would have been remembering how things used to be before the curse, but they would also be thinking about the promise God gave them, that their offspring would one day, one of their children would be the one to crush the head of the serpent. You and I know it wasn't one of their direct children. It took a little bit. But Adam and Eve, every day, as they anticipated having children, they would have been thinking, maybe this is going to be the one that crushed the head of the serpent. Well, they had a son, and they named him Cain. And the Bible tells us that when Eve had that baby, she even exclaimed, God helped me to have a son. And she surely would have been remembering God's promise that one of her sons would crush the serpent's head. She named him Cain, and that name means possession, because she surely would have considered that they had received, they had possessed God's promise. Well, they did, but just not in the way that they would have probably imagined. As they waited, they had another son, and they named him Abel. And these two men had more in common than any kids ever had. Right? Have you ever heard, you take after your mom or you take after your dad? Well, there wouldn't have been distant aunts and uncles and even grandparents to take after. They would have had so much in common. It was just the four of them. But as they had a lot in common, these two brothers ended up with as big of a difference as any brothers could have. As Cain and Abel grew, they began to take special jobs. They started to focus their work, just like your mom and dad focus their work. And they began to select the specific things that they would do. Cain became a gardener, just like his dad, Adam. And Abel was the first shepherd 
there ever was. Remember, it was only after the fall that animals begin to even be afraid of humans. You wouldn't have needed a shepherd before then. And only after the fall did humans need the skins of animals to help cover themselves and the meat of animals to feed themselves. So, Abel was a shepherd. Growing up, Cain and Abel would have watched their mom and dad, oftentimes making a sacrifice to God. Can you remember the first sacrifice that was made? After Adam and Eve sinned, God had to kill an animal to cover the ways that Adam and Eve were exposed. So when Cain and Abel would have made sacrifices to God, they would be looking at what God had done in the past to cover their physical exposure, and they would be looking ahead to how he would one day cover their exposure because of sin before God. Well, on this particular day, Cain and Abel presented their offerings to God. Oh, God, I would like you to have this. Cain brought some items he had grown in his garden. Abel brought the first and the best of his flock and presented it to God as his offering. This is for me, God. God looked at the offerings that these two brothers had brought, and he accepted Abel's offering, but he did not accept Cain's. And this made Cain extremely angry. God even tried to help Cain. I like this because this shows that just because God was not pleased with his offering, it did not mean that God was unwilling to help Cain. God asked Cain, why are you sulking? Why are you throwing a tantrum? Have you ever been asked that by your mom and dad? Well, God reminded Cain of his two options. He said, if you just do the right thing, you'll be accepted, just like Abel was accepted. But if you don't do well, if you don't do the right thing, sin is lying and waiting, ready to pounce on you. It is out to get you, Cain. You've got to master it. That is a great line for all of us to remember. You've got to master it. When I think about the picture that God painted with his words here, I see a lion. Remember what God said, it's ready to pounce on you. The Bible compares Satan to a lion. It says that Satan is roaming the earth like a lion, looking for a person to devour. And that's what I see here. God is telling Cain, this sin, it's ready to pounce on you. It's stalking its prey. And a lion doesn't pounce on its prey to scratch a little. It wants to have all of it. We've got to say no to sin. Sin doesn't want a little bit. It wants everything. Well, Cain, he didn't listen. He was still angry with God. He was angry that God accepted Abel's offering and did not accept his. Even though God told Cain, if you just do what's right, I'll accept your offering. Cain stayed jealous and bitter and prideful. He thought if he couldn't be the number one, he was going to take out the number one. He would get rid of the competition and he would have nobody else to worry about being better than him. But he still had a big problem. 
that wouldn't make him right with God. Just like the picture God gave Cain about this lion, Cain went to hunt Abel like a lion. So with all his bitterness and frustration and jealousy, Cain killed his brother Abel. After Cain had done this, God came to him and asked him, Cain, where is your brother? Cain lied, and with anger in his voice, he told God, Am I supposed to be keeping track of my brother? But God knew. God knew exactly what Cain had done, and God punished Cain for his sin. God told Cain that even if he worked the land, crops wouldn't grow for him anymore. He would have to wander the land without a permanent home. And would you believe Cain was still mad and thought God's punishment was too severe? Well, God, being patient and kind beyond what we deserve, told Cain that he would put a mark on him to preserve him so people would see God's mark on Cain and not harm him. God still protected Cain, but he will never overlook sin. Cain was now wandering the earth, but Abel was still dead. Abel did not deserve to be killed by his brother. His death, the death of Abel, could not fix the sin problem that Cain had. And Abel, even dying innocently, couldn't solve his own problems. He still had a sin problem. Cain thought a death could help him. He was onto something, though, but he was still so far off. There would be a death that would one day help him. And it would be a son of Eve, but a very far off son and a very different son than Cain. The only death that could ever help the problem of sin was that of Jesus. Jesus was killed even though he did not deserve it. But when Jesus died, his blood was able to take care of the sin of everyone who would believe in him. When Abel's blood was spilled, revenge was being called for. But when Jesus' blood was spilled, grace was being asked for. Jesus took the penalty of sin so that we don't have to. And his death paid the price for all of the sins of those that would put their faith and trust in what he accomplished in his life, death, burial, and resurrection. And no matter what you've done, and no matter what anybody has done when they trust in what Christ has accomplished on their behalf, they can have everlasting life. Here are a few things that I want to make sure that you walk away with 
having learned from the story of Cain and Abel. First of all, when we allow sin into our lives, it grows. God was giving Cain another chance, but Cain allowed a little anger to turn into a big problem. Remember, he said, Cain, you don't have to stay this way. I didn't accept your offering, but you need to give an offering. That's good. And then it will be accepted. But instead, Cain let anger and jealousy and bitterness grow. And when we let sin into our lives, it doesn't stay small. It continues to grow. And just like God told Cain, when we have sin, we've got to master it. Another thing that I want you to take away is that many times, just like Cain, we think our problem is with other people. We think our brother or sister shouldn't do something, or we think they shouldn't have told on us, or we shouldn't have gotten caught. But in reality, our problem is with us. Cain tried to get rid of what he thought was a problem, but he only made his problem worse. He refused to see the way that God was trying to help him, and Cain continued down a path to do the wrong thing. He thought by getting rid of Abel, he would get rid of his problems. And many of us can look at the things around us and think if our situation would change, then we wouldn't have these same problems. But we've got to deal with our hearts. Lastly, the thing I want you to walk away with, it isn't just that we give to God or what we give to God. It matters how we give to God. And I don't just mean stuff. I don't mean money. I mean our actions. It is a matter of the heart. Our relationship with him is a matter of the heart. I don't know exactly what Cain or Abel gave, but I know how Cain gave was what made his offering a problem to God. Have you ever done a good thing with a bad attitude? God doesn't just want our good deeds. He wants our hearts. Have, have you heard the story of Cain and Abel? Has that come up very much? Not really. Why do you think that is? But it's kind of scary to think of. Yeah? Yeah, I, I agree. It's, uh, uh, it is kind of odd because it just ends. It doesn't have a happy ending like a lot of, no, like a lot of stories. No. It's like, oh, he killed his brother, and then God banished him, and he lived east of Eden. Yeah. The end. Yeah. So one thing that I drew out or I see in scripture as an explanation for where is hope in this story is Cain was trying to accomplish his own good for him through a death. Yeah. And where what was a good death that took place? Jesus's. Jesus's death. That's that, exactly right. That's it. That's the yeah. Now some death can be happy because people might end suffering and they go to heaven. Yeah. But it uh, doesn't necessarily accomplish good for me. No. But Jesus's death accomplished good for us. Yeah. Something else I see that's important in this in this story is um, God warned Cain, if you don't take care of sin in your life, it grows. Yeah. That's have you, right. Have you experienced that in your own life? Um, sort of. How so? 
Um, I'm not exactly sure, but I know it's happened. Yeah. I can't recall a certain one, but I know it's happened. How do we know Adam and Eve had other sons if only Cain and Abel, I'm guessing, is in the Bible? Yeah, well, the Bible tells us, they give us, and that's the very next thing. And if you continue, if you go to Genesis 4, where we get this story from, you will find uh, genealogy, it's called. And a genealogy is just a record of people in the family. And genealogies are actually really important in the Bible because you have prophecy from God, from others, that say who Jesus would come from, where the line he's a part of. And so genealogies are in the Bible, and they they tell us who had who, whose sons were who. Yeah. That's right. Seth was... Adam and Eve's son? Adam and Eve's third son. So, <laughs> Seth, and that's dad's name. That's also my name. That's exactly right. <laughs> so they had Cain and Abel. How did Cain and Abel turn out? Bad. <laughs> bad. Very right? bad. Yeah, right? That would have been, but we're laughing now, but obviously that would have been very sad for a parent. Yes, yeah. And uh, so they had another son after yes. that, and his name was Seth. Was Seth. One of my favorite characters in the Bible. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Yeah. What? It means appointed by God. So that they had sense. they had their plans. You think about the plans of Cain. They thought, okay, maybe this will be the one that crushes the head of the serpent. Yeah. Right? And that didn't happen. No. And then Abel obviously was murdered by his brother. And then Seth comes along, right? And, and he wasn't the dream of Adam and Eve. He was appointed by God. And Adam, Adam's line is carried through their son, Seth. That's why Grandpa and Papa named you that. Yes, right? because I wasn't planned. No. I was appointed by God. Yes. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Stella. Yep. Love you. Love you. All right. We want to end today's episode like we always do. With a joke. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, so uh, we actually have a joke sent in from a listener. Yeah. Yeah, I've got an email. I've gotten a few emails from you guys. So, hey, we really appreciate those. They mean a ton to us. We read them all. And I want to read a little piece of this one on the air. And just so you know, if you want to send us an email, recommend a joke, let us know how you're listening to the show, whatever, you can just get with your parents, of course. Send an email to ftbpodcast at icloud.com. That's FTB, which stands for? From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah, ftbpodcast at icloud.com. We'd love to hear from you. Recommend a joke, whatever it is. So this one, we got this. We heard from a listener. It says, it's been great to incorporate this podcast into our breakfast family study time. Today, we sculpted Play-Doh as we listened along. By the end, our table was full of a serpent, a tree, some forbidden fruit, a shirt, a crown, a fish, and some random cookies. <laughs> I believe the only thing I could make out of Play-Doh was cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just take a mega ball, splat it out, you got a cookie. Yeah. All right, that's good. I'm sure they're much more much more um, talented at Play-Doh than <laughs> I am. But this joke comes from Parker Wilkes. And, uh, okay, you ready to hear it? Yeah. Okay, Parker's joke. I thought it was great. Yes. Right. Why did the lion eat a tightrope walker? Why? 
because he wanted a well-balanced meal. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Me too. <laughs> so do you think he was just like waiting at the end of the tightrope? The tightrope walker jumps off. Lion devours him. I guess. End of story. <laughs> yeah. The guy thought he had done some great thing successfully walking across the tightrope. And then it was eaten by a lion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Parker, for the joke. Thanks, uh, Wilkes family, for enjoying the show. And, uh, yeah, if you enjoy the show, drop us a line. Let us know. We'll read, yeah. uh, read your jokes on the air. And uh, appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great week. You. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of From the Beginning. I'm your host, Seth York, and I hope you have had an awesome day and a great time listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. Remember, God made you, He loves you, and He has made a way for us to have a relationship with Him. If you ever want more information on what it means to have a relationship with Christ, talk to your mom, dad, someone at your church, or get an adult and shoot us a message at FTB, that's from the beginning, that's what that stands for, FTB Podcast at iCloud.com. And we would love to connect you with someone who can help you know more about what next steps might look like for you in your walk with Christ. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on From the Beginning.